fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, now. Two guys who discovered that making toast in the bathtub just hits different. Chris and the Riz. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 442. This is Detroit Lions take two in a row. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and glorious old co-host, Jeff the Riz Riz. And how you doing, brother? It's good to be with you again. You scared me. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope it stays. Uh, <laughs> reruns for everyone. All right, let's talk about it. We got a big show today. We're going to review the Bears games. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about there. There's some injury news. And uh, not all bad. Finally, there's some good news on that side. A <laughs> uh, little bit of thinking about the draft. We've got some stuff to talk to you about that. Let's talk about Dan Campbell, what he's doing with the team. We'll look ahead to the New York Giants and a whole lot more. We're balls deep in your Detroit Lions forum. Great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Really quick, we'll get into this. Um, I'm going to talk about St. Jude. December 9th and 10th, we have a 24-hour live show. We have to give a big shout-out to Dan Miller, the superstar. He was the first person, and in minutes, turned around and said, absolutely, I'll do it. Let me know when. Let me know where. Scheduled. Done. We've got some former Lions players already, players we haven't had on before. We've got some other Lions players we had had on before. We have a number of people lined up, some some potentials. A lot of good stuff coming. The 24-hour show is going to be a ride. A lot of fun stuff going on uh, throughout the whole entirety of that 24-hour show. Riz, I can't wait to do it again. You're here for the second time. Is your your stomach ready? Uh, oh, oh, I forgot about that crap. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's great. And some of the things we did last time were beyond my wildest dreams. The 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 ability to get Wayne Fonz to talk with Lomas and Herman, and for us to just sit back and be you know flies on the wall for that was was unbelievable. We're going to try to recreate some things like that again. Uh, Chris has been busting his butt to get this um, all sorts of, of great auction items, all sorts of great guests. Um, I've got some good guests in the pipeline as well that we're going to do. Look, we're going to do 24 hours. You don't want 24 hours of just me and Chris. Thank God nobody would want that. Oh, God. Especially our wives. So Who would you, get, you get a lot of great other people that will talk for a long time during it. So that's going to be great. That's right. That's right. Oh, man, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Um, 24 hours, raising money for St. Jude. We're looking to get over $100,000 total raised so far this year, and you guys can help us do it. We thank you all for everything you've done so far. Help us get that big number, and it's it's big. It's going to be big. Um, all right. We also have a huge auction. We have full-size signed helmets. We have smaller-size helmets. Uh, the mini helmets, I guess they're called. Uh, we have uh, Lions tickets. We have a whole ton of amazing things to get out there for the auction, even more stuff coming in. If you have something to donate, connect us to us, Chris at DetroitLinesPodcast.com, or you can hit us via Twitter. Uh, great, great things in the offing there as well uh, to help raise some money. Everybody's kind of taking part from, from the team, the players, to the whole thing. We're going to have some really, really great stuff for you, all of you folks. It's going to be 
a good time. So December 9th and 10th, St. Jude, the auction starts on Black Friday at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. We're going to have a great time. Join us for all the fun. Really quick, we also want to make sure that we thank our latest subscriber. We like to do that at the top of the show. Latifa Williams, thank you for subscribing to the show. Let's get into it. The Chicago Bears, you may have heard of them, Riz. We played them last Sunday. Um, and I have to tell you, it was a hell of a lot like playing the Lions. <laughs> they made all the mistakes. They got a ton of of penalties. I didn't see any that weren't deserved. I mean, they, I saw some complaints about the, oh, it was a, a punch to the chest, not to the throat. But I went really, really quick. I'm just going to go back to the illegal face to the hands call from a couple years ago and say pound sand kids. I don't even want to hear about that because it's easy to call. Like, it's easy to call. You, you, you don't even know. Um, I will say, I thought the first holding call that was on Braxton Jones, the first of his four was not a great call. It was, it was a letter of the law call that probably doesn't get called a lot, but Hey, that that's football, but the rest of them, <laughs> you're guilty, dude. It happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's very strange for the shoe to be on the other foot with the Lions in, in the penalty and getting, I don't want to say they got an advantage from the officials, but the fact that they weren't on the wrong end of the hose, that they were not the, the hydrant, but the dog for once was very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we've seen it. And, you know, the thing that I, I just kind of want to remind them. Hey, a good team will play through those penalties. You have to overcome if you're any de- if you're a decent team. Doesn't Dan Campbell say that all the time? You know who else says that all the time? John Harbaugh. He's a pretty good coach. You know who else says that all the time? Yeah. Bill Belichick. He's a pretty good coach. Yeah. You got to learn to play through the adversity. Yep, absolutely. And I thought the Lions did a better job of handling adversity than the Bears did, and that's that's a very pleasant surprise, and I love it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, let's see. We got a lot. We got a lot going on here. Boop, 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 boop. Um, yeah. Let's talk about I want to talk about something that was actually one of the big, big things um, on Sunday. And we talked about him briefly here today, but he is an absolute treasure for Lions fans. And, and you know, it, it seemed like, you know, everybody learned, loved Ernie Harwell back in the day. Uh, when he was calling the games, still today, his voice is iconic. It's 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 just amazing. Dan you Miller is second. very much the same for the Detroit Lions. You folks, you need to understand you are living through uh, an amazing time for Lions fans to really um, have a sense of having this 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 just absolute national treasure calling your games. So let's just take a little listen to what we got here. There's the shotgun snap to Fields. He's back. Fields looking. Fields pressured. Fields keep from behind. He's going down. No, he stayed up. Fields, no, he's going down. Get him down. Get him down. Sacked. Three tries. Third time was the charm. Julian O'Quara finally took him down. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen anything like that before. In your life have you seen anything like this kid. He stayed up. He stayed up. Then they took him down. And the Lions, with 59 seconds to go, can put a nail in this game right here. Victory formation. Goff to a knee. That's it. Game over. There you go. The man, the magic, Dan Miller. He's he's not only a great guy, but I want just want everyone to recognize how lucky they are to be living through the Dan Miller era. Kidding. It's I've looked into that probably five times. So just before we started recording this, we're recording this on Wednesday night. I watched the 
was the Lions behind the scenes with, with Danny Rogers. I forget what the show's called. That's <laughs> it's pretty sad. But they played it and they highlighted it. And it was I'd like, man, you could just play that on loop over and over again. The the genuine astonishment, <clears throat> excuse me, that Dan has when Fields escapes and makes such an incredible play, and then the Lions stay with it and, and eventually get him down. That's uh that that's <laughs> keep your Gus Johnson, give me Dan Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. Um, we've got a lot more to talk about. Let's talk about uh, this is great topical right now based on what's going on in the chat. Do you remember when we traded our best player? Uh, which 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 one? Uh, to a division rival. Maybe that'll help. Oh, the, the, oh. we were not going to do anything once we traded him off. We were lost. It, it was it was the end. Our, 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 the, the t- First off, the tight end being the best player is pretty damn sad. <laughs> You can't. You, there's a lot more to it, it than the hype, it folks. There's a lot more to it than what you see. People, please, please listen. I mean, and, 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 and like, look, we, we have players on. We talk to people. We get this stuff going on. We we know people. We hear things. Riz knows people in the building. He knows scouts. We know people that that I mean, Riz is credentialed. We, we go to senior bowl every year. We work with these people in many ways and we develop stories. We do things with like a lot of credentialed people don't do. But I'm just telling you. We had some information. We shared it. That's it. And but her boy thinks is well, we won't get into that. Anyway, this is it. It's more to the hype, and there's more to what you see going on. And um Hawkinson being gone, two wins since then. I don't know. It's crazy. I that's probably more coincidental than anything, but I will say, <laughs> I will say Brock Wright has played well. James Mitchell has shown to play pretty well. It was nice getting Jason Cabinda back into the lineup. Uh, he didn't do a lot, but I mean, it's the first time he's played in a long time. They are finding ways to adapt to the personnel that they have. What, what, what do we talk about for good coaches do? Oh, they, ooh. Uh, I mean, so, and, and by the way, there, there's this mindset that's out there and, and it's not just Detroit. This is everybody. You want to win the trade. So far, Hawkins has been pretty good for Minnesota. They're looking pretty damn good. We don't seem to miss him, and we're going to really like the assets that we got for him. I don't see why both teams can't be happy with the trade, why both fan bases can't be happy. Like yeah. It's worked out pretty darn well for Detroit. It seems to be working out pretty well for Minnesota. That's the whole point of trades, isn't it? Yeah. Like, not to flee somebody, but to, like – Okay, we, we we each team got better on the side of this trade. That's for me. And, that that's a win, and that that's the type of thing that fosters trust. When Brad Holmes goes to another GM and says, "Hey, I want to trade you this person," or "I'm interested in trading for this person," yep, and they know he's not going to try to rip them off. They know he's going to be shooting straight. They understand. Okay, his motivation is he's trying to help his team, not destroy my team. Like that, that's a different sort of mindset. And I, I'm, I'm proud of Brad Holtz for being that kind of guy. I'm, well, let me, I, I, there is, I'm there, is there is a little bit that they're saddled with though. You know, he's going to want to get paid. He's going to, and, yes. and, and his fifth round money is, isn't cheap, right? If they take that option and they're, they're so that's nine, that's 9.4 million is the littlest he'll make next year. Yeah. Unless they sign him to a big contract. 
They so, can do that. Right. And so so they are saddling them with a little bit of a weight in in the uh, in the contract space. Um, yeah. As we've seen, uh, the, the tight end did not impede our ability to win or change our ability to win. Let's put it that way. Right. We were able to pull out two wins after he's gone. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's correlation. I'm not saying there's causation there. So please don't don't get that wrong. Um, but the reality is that um, we won two games without them. They moved on and they've got they've got expenses. They're at the cap. You know, they're in cap disaster area. They're going to have some some real issues to deal with. We've got some great draft picks to help us that they don't have when they have to start cleaning cap stuff up, too. It's going to be it's just the difference between being a youth youth movement and then being all in. And I think, you know, you have a new coach, new GM, they're all in with what they've got. And I think they're going to have to sweep the, sweep the closets out if it doesn't work. And that's what they're looking at. So, um, that, that's where we're at. And that's where I think this, the, the trade is. And again, it's not, it's a tight end. If a tight end is the best player on your team, you've got all kinds of other problems on your offense. Unless you've got like, like Kelsey, but Kelsey's not the best player on his team. Um, like Tony Gonzalez, the guy was pretty damn good for a long time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't don't think he ever won a Super Bowl though. No, I mean he didn't. He didn't. Antonio Gates. It's a team game, bro. And the the salary is. gate is such that the salary gate, the salary cap is such that it you have to you have to build out a team, and um, you've got to understand how to allocate assets towards premium positions and not spend premium premium money, premium stock on non-premium players or positions. And that was that was a major failing of Bob Quinn. And it's something that I think we're seeing uh, a pretty good understanding of from, from Brad Holmes and from from Mike Disner, who's upstairs on that too, um, who certainly has a lot to do with the, the salary cap situation as well. Yep. What is it since 2010? Maybe 2000. Only three tight ends have been drafted in the top 10, two of them by the Lions. It's not a, a generally accepted a principle of drafting. So it is what it is. We got some value out of it and we moved on. And like, if you want to look at it, like uh, it was mentioned earlier about Bra- uh, uh, Brandon said, um, look at, we talked about the Stafford trade. Everyone's like, we got fleeced. We lost that trade. You know what? This year it's still looking different. They won. They won the, the in, in last year absolutely. But what we've been saying all along is it's over time. What did we actually lose last year without Stafford? We didn't lose anything. Actually, we did not lose anything. And uh, in the end, the long run, we're going to gain a great deal out of it. They got what they wanted right away. They won last year what they wanted to win. Good for them. Um, Not working out so great this year. Their pick is better than ours, even though we have the same record. Um, It's, it's, it's incredible, but it's working out over time. Right. And, and they have, they still have the oldest team in the league. Uh, They are in major cap problems. Uh, Cooper cups, not coming back anytime soon. They're, they're on their third left tackle and their fifth, fifth right guard of the season. And Matthew Stafford is out there playing with maybe some level of concussion and maybe playing this week. (laughs) And no Cooper Cup. I mean, things, things are unwinding fast over there. It's tough, you know, but hey, man, they they got their win. And that's that. That was the goal of the trade was for them to get a Super Bowl. They did it. Good for them. That's that's again. Engendering confidence and respect in your peers is something that Brad Holmes has done here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done it with, but obviously with somebody that he clearly knew already with with the Rams. But you know, that, that, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, not like passing around the hot piece of crap that Carson Wentz is from place to place, <laughs> getting coaches fired everywhere behind him. Um, 
uh, question, Chris, you said that Goff and Hawk didn't like each other. Was it the hospital pause and TJ not blocking worth a damn? Um, I don't have the details on why, but I can I, I can feel that. I think really what it is, is Hawk, all, you look at all the guys he hangs out with and, and they're winning and they're tasting winning and they're having a lot more fun out there. And it's just not happened for Hawkinson. And you look at he's been in the year, you know, four years in the league. He's going to sign. I mean, he gets signed in Detroit or they, they work something out here. He wants to taste winning. He wants a chance. Who doesn't after that amount of time? He put his time in. He bought in, did the, did his thing. And he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have what he thinks is two, three years to, to, to make it. And he doesn't know if it's his career. He also doesn't think that he's going to get the money he deserves out of Detroit. And what he thinks he deserves and what I think he deserves and I think what the organization thinks he deserves are definitely two different places. They, they've obviously been talking about it. So I just think there's some dissatisfaction. I don't think there was abject hate between people, but I mean, they, they're in two different places. Jared Goff is is absolutely his whole everything he's got is weighing on winning in Detroit. His career is weighing on winning Detroit. If you have somebody who wants to win more than anyone, it's Jared Goff. Where on the other end, you have someone like Hawk who's like, I, I, I just don't buy it here anymore. I've got it. I need to change the scenery. I need a different spot. And I think that's more of where the disconnect was, kind of what their priorities were and how they were prioritizing things um, differently. So that's where I'll, I'll put that. They're just very different people in general. Um, and that sometimes that works great. Sometimes it doesn't. And in this case, it just didn't. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of the way it is. It, it, it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, they were like, you know, playing nasty pranks on each other or, you know, doing being divisive or anything. It just, it just, it wasn't working for Hawk and he found a way to get out and yep. God bless him. Yep. He's going to get paid by a lot. He's going to get paid a lot more money by someone else, whether it be Minnesota or some other team, than what Detroit was ever going to give him. Yeah. And he knew that. And that was, that was, that was, from my understanding was the driving force of why he was pushing to leave, even though he said he didn't. Uh, like yeah. This. Yeah. No. And, and like everything, the lines have been so classy in how people have been, you know, fired or let go or, or traded or whatever. I think everybody just wants to win and, and move on without the drama. It doesn't, it doesn't do a player any good to be in this, this, this tough, dramatic situation, right? It, it drags you down and takes you out of where your focus should be. So that's, that's really kind of the, the story there. Once, um, once upon a time, the lions wound up with Damon Harrison in a very similar situation from the giants Yeah, um, to, to put the shoe on the other foot. Yep. And that worked out pretty well for about a year for, for Detroit. And then, then it didn't, <laughs> sorry snacks i love you but man you fell off a cliff dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure so always a lot to it um it's it, most of the stuff is measured over time and um the, the thing i'll say about hawk is look he was he's easy easily likable guy uh for fans there's a lot of hype around him but a lot of people never really looked at it and saw his numbers are basically eric ebron numbers they're almost identical after the the same number of receptions so um if you think he's the best part of the the offense you you might be missing some some important uh, statistics there uh moving on there's a guy out there on the field against chicago uh a guy that a lot of people wrote off and they've crawled back in their caves or changed their names or aren't talking anymore uh but we were talking about hoping and and, and the, the work that he was putting in all pointed up jeff okuda what a game again from him. Another week of, of great play. Just a little tidbit. He caught more passes from Justin Fields than he allowed to be caught. That's kind of what you want your cornerback to be, isn't it? <laughs> really? Wow. That's, yeah. I didn't think of that. But yeah, that, 
that, that that's a true statement. Wow. And then that, and again, the, the, let me just explain when you're playing man cover against a running quarterback, that's, that's really freaking difficult because you got to You literally have to have your head on a swivel because yeah. you've got to look like as soon as he t- takes off, like you've got to look, you got to, you got to be on that. And like when you're, when you're covering Darnell Mooney or whoever he's on, like you're running with your back to Justin Fields, yeah. but you also have to be aware that he's going to potentially throw the ball or run the ball. It's it's so that, this, that's not you, an easy task. All you have to do is go to the first play of the game. The very first play of the game. You see Okuda's playing press man. And yeah, I think he was covering Mooney. Um, he's back to fields, right? Playing, you know, covering, running. And what does he have? Wide open space behind him. What does Fields do? He cuts, he runs, first play of the game behind Okuda, whose back is to him. You it's it's so hard to play man against a guy like that. And you're gonna see that with Danny Dimes, who's mobile mobile as well. We'll talk about that yes. a little bit. Daniel Daniel Jones can run, folks. Don't don't dog on him. But he <laughs> he he can pass better than Justin Fields, I would say. And that's the yes, thing that's going to give us a little bit more trouble this week. We'll talk about it. Um, you know, you go to yeah. we're gonna go to a zone defense so that we can keep our eyes facing the quarterback, the running quarterback, and play that contain. Well, then yeah. they can, if they're a good passer, they can okay. chip apart your, your, your zone. And, and that's that, what and we that's have to worry about. that's where people are going to get on Okuda because he's not a zone corner. He's a man corner. Yep. Jerry is a man corner. He's yep. not a zone corner. So you're going to ask the guys to play what they're not great at to stop Jones from running and also to stop Saquon Barkley from running because Saquon Barkley is the, the horse that drives their engine. So that it's gonna, there could be some coverage that doesn't look as good this week. That's a symptom of the opponent that you're playing, and don't don't mistake that for oh, Okuda sucks again now, or <laughs> oh, Jerry, what, what 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 you could have told me he was good, he sucks, he gave up all these completions, like no, <laughs> it's different. You, yep. you got you gotta gotta not deal in the absolute world like that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Next player I want to talk about. <laughs> what a game. His highlight reel is is stellar from this game. He he did have a couple of of miscues, but we you know those we, we can put those aside. I, I think everyone's throwing them aside right now. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I think the the run across the back of the uh, the offensive line uh, at the uh, goal line was just incredible. The way he just ragdolled. He looked like a lion <laughs> tackling a wildebeest. It was awesome. <laughs> It was it was like a real African lion. Yeah. Great. Yep. (laughs) Hutchinson looking good, living up the hype. Again, another guy. Right. I mean, all these things we keep talking about are over time and need to be evaluated over time. The trades Hutchinson people. What was it after the Patriots game this year? Oh, Bustinson. Oh, it's Bustinson. He's no good. We shouldn't. You know, people just jumped on that so fast. It's so funny to see. And it's like, no. You've given the guy no time. You've not seen what's really there. You don't tend to seem to understand football if you're making. They, they such people want to pin a Sewell cut last year after the first yeah. five games when he was playing out of position at left tackle. Yeah, yeah. So Hutchinson out there, I mean, living up to his draft status this year. And, and and I was talking about it on the post game show. He's a guy that I think with an off season of strength and conditioning and nutrition is going to be beast. I think he's going to be because he's got a little bit of that. And, and this don't take this don't take this the wrong way he's just got a little bit of that baby fat going on you know what i mean that the kids out of college have they're just not quite that epitome of peak physical condition right i mean yeah. i remember i remember that one of the things that's always stuck to me about athletes um uh vladdy konstantinov 
my, my father-in-law was in the hospital and we talked to one of the nurses and she was there when he was brought into Beaumont. And she said it was just heartbreaking to see this perfect specimen of a human being laying there and unable to function because of the, 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 the mental side of it and the, the head injury. And she said, I mean, not an ounce of body fat on this guy, right? Um, that's where Hutchinson's going to be next year. He's still, he's, he's all these rookies are that tweener kind of space. Right. And uh, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see what, what our guy turns into next year. I really, really can't wait. And the, the, the year of understanding what you need to do with your body to make it more effective on the football field is something that will, that sinks in for a ton of guys. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, I remember, hearing Chris Long talk about it. I remember hearing Miles Garrett talk about it, TJ Watt, JJ Watt both talked about how they, I got to strengthen my shoulders and strengthen my core more than I ever thought I did. Mm-hmm. And Hutchins is going to have to do the same. It's not, it's not saying that he's weak now, but he's got to get stronger. Yep. That will help him get off blocks quicker. That will help him like be more like a lion. Um, yeah. Cause Man, he's he's going to be so good. He's he's pretty darn good already. Yeah, he's got. I I remember. We'll go back to draft time. I said I know he has a very high floor, and I think his ceiling's pretty high. I think his ceiling is higher from what I've seen than what I thought it would be. I will also say though that one of the things is that he is still definitely learning the concept of playing through the block to the play. And that's that, that's that's something that's going to get better with. That's that's some, that's that's an experience thing. Yeah. Um, that will get better. I, I, w- I went through that with Watt. I went through that with Jadavian Clowney, who's a guy who couldn't figure out. Okay, I beat the block. Now what do I do? Like <laughs> Hutchinson still has a little bit of that sometimes, and and that that's that's going to get better too. Yep, hundred <laughs> percento. So uh, we got that. Hutchinson's looking good out there. Really quick piece of data that's always good to look at. We are firmly. In the um, the Caldwell space right now, we are undefeated against teams 500 or worse. Thank you, Washington, for winning. <laughs> By the way, that was that was a fun that that Oof, I, that was wow. that was interesting. Washington yeah. over Philadelphia. That is really really something. That was one of those games where it like Philadelphia pretty much had to do everything just wrong for Washington to win, and it happened. It happens to good teams, folks. Like it happens, to every, like yep. It's, it, I, I, that's why I encourage people watch as many different teams as you can, and you will feel a lot better or a lot less enmity towards the Detroit Lions and their coaching staff. Yeah. I think I think that's a fairly given fact. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, the Lions have basically swapped with the Bears after. Um, beating the Bears, the Lions had they were at like five seventy nine record strength of schedule. The Bears are now second hardest schedule at five seventy three. Um, you have Green Bay at five eighty two with the toughest strength of schedule in the in the in the league right now, and uh, we're at five sixty eight, still top four, I believe, in strength of schedule with the Lions, yeah. which. So if you think about it, all the teams that are three and six are picks seven through eleven right now. We happen to be eleventh because we have by far the most difficult difficult strength of schedule people that were talking about crash for the draft forget about it it's we're if we wind up tied with anybody we're going to lose out to them just on the strength of schedule alone um the rams have a weak strength of schedule so cheering them to get us our early pick is the way to go that's that's how you want to do it that's absolutely the way to go this team build a cultural winning that's all you want to do let's say the lions go five and twelve which could happen there's going to be 
five or six teams that are worse than that. Probably more than that, actually. Yeah. Uh, look, looking at Houston and some of the other teams. And if they're tied with any of those teams, the Lions are not going to win that because um, look, they got to play the the Jets yet. They got to play the Giants yet. Like those those are that's a seven win team. That's a six win team. Like it's not going to get easier. They 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 do have Minnesota again. Minnesota is the best team in the in the NFC right now, record wise. So. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that that strength of schedule is going to kill the tiebreakers, and and the way that works, by the way, they they flip it. So like you don't in the in the first round, the lowest strength of schedule gets the the, the higher pick. Mm-hmm. So they they pick seventh. Yeah, because they lost. The line, the lines move up each one each time. So like in the fourth round, if there's four teams that are tied, they would get the first of that, and it would flip around. That that's how yeah. that works. Yeah, and th- it makes sense because if you lost to worse teams, you were technically a worse. A, a worse team yourself so it makes sense right. as to how the tiebreakers work and it's it's probably the best way to do it it just hurts us and what's so just maddening about it is how bad the line i mean we had the second overall pick in the uh nfl and up until last week we had the second hardest strength of schedule in the nfl that's not how they try to build it i mean when you play your opposing uh um uh, divisions you play the last play you know the place that you were in is the strength of the teams you play which makes sense then that Green Bay would have a high difficulty strength of schedule makes no sense that the Lions are it's just the way that the, oh, the Seattle, Seattle came from out of nowhere yeah and and Washington being I mean they're five and five they're not bad no. and we beat them yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely all right. So the last thing I want to talk about, I'm going to keep talking about this because this was something that folks were really uh, just hammering on and um <laughs> Timeouts and clock management. It was so refreshing to watch the timeout from the Bears be questioned and no clock management questions from the Lions happen at all this week on on the thing. Again, Coach Campbell continues to improve. This is a thing we, again, over time, watch things over time. People after the (laughs) Patriots game, I mean, they were, it was, it was just like, you know, the bussing thing. It was like, they're out in Dan. And and, and you'll see it. If you look at our old, uh, the show notes and the descriptions for the shows on the, on the YouTube, you see, we talked about like, this is, this is kind of a must win for Dan. People are going to start turning because you just know you just know how the sense of the fan base is. And uh, it was good to see Sheila come out and Brad come out and them come out as a leadership team together like that. And um, we're seeing, hey, there's more to this than what people thought at that point in time. Let it run out. See what we have here. See how the coach and the team stick together. And um, we'll get into injuries here Um, as this plays out. There may be I don't know if it's planned. But there may be something going on here that definitely works in the in the Lions' favor. Um, tactile Puma, he put in a, a good one before we move on to injuries really quick. Um, do you see those Bears fans that pushed the Lions fan down the stairs? Yeah, I would not. My, 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 my eyes would get drier, actually, if I saw them go dying up a crease fire, to be honest. What a, what a crappy, crappy thing to do. I mean, that's the thing about... I've, I've talked to a lot of people. Collins, one who goes to away games all the time. Chicago is like one of the worst places. The meathead is the name for bears fans. They're a group of dopes who haven't had a good team it's, in ages. And, it's and not still. just, uh, I'll really an experience. I had, I, I went to a bulls game. Uh, I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Uh, this, this is before LeBron, by the way, this is, this is the year before LeBron. The Cavs were God awful. The bulls were too, for that matter. Um, I got spit on. I got whacked in the back of the head and I had nachos thrown at me 
while in, in like the second quarter, for like no reason. Like I'm, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Zadrunas Ogowskis jersey. Like, <laughs> like I have enough problems on my own. Like uh, I'm, I'm here to watch a basketball game. Like, come on. And, and like, like I, I know my team sucks, dude. It's it's cool, and it wasn't just one guy either. So I, I, I've never liked going to Chicago, which is sad because when I go to college football games there. I've been in Northwestern. I've been in Illinois. I love it. They're great. Yeah. And, you know, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. What not a, good. what a crap town. And it, and, and they have this, this arrogance about them. But, you know, as, as Detroit continues on the upswing God, and Chicago winds up in the gutter, we'll, we'll see how that rolls. All right. Let's yeah. talk about injury news. Good stuff. Uh, Romeo Acora clock is running. We're, we have we're good injury news. Yeah. Good injury news. <laughs> He is coming back. I have to announce that uh, we'll have a signed mini helmet from Romeo Quora in our auction. As a matter of fact, um, this was very quietly. This rolled around earlier in the season. There was a lot of real tough questions about him and, and, you know, it's not moving. I think Romeo coming back. This is really, really good news. And I, I'm, I'm certain based on the cautiousness in which they are bringing players back, that this is not a rush back situation. I feel like we're going to find that Romeo is truly ready to go. It's been almost 14 months. So uh, he had been, I know he had been working hard. That's something that we've tried to relay, even though I, I have been very pessimistic on his chances to return. Um, but God bless him, man. He's, he, he is fighting his way back. And that's like, that's a credit to him, man. Like this is a three and six team. I know we've won two in a row, but you're still looking up at a lot. Probably not going to win many playoff games in Detroit this year. And he, the fact that he's still fighting and trying to get back, that says a lot about the uh, about, about Romeo Okora's character. Yeah. And the fact that he has been, it's taken him so long. It would have been easy for him. And a lot of people accuse him of taking the easy way out. Yep, yep. And because it, it, it's funny. So I was tipped off by somebody yesterday that there would be somebody's clock starting today. So it's a 21-day clock started today. When you return to practice, you have 21 days to either be activated or put on the shelf for the rest of the year. And I instantly thought of JMO, and I'm like, oh, when when I when I heard that it was Romeo, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that guy. I, I, like, I, really, I, it didn't even off. dawn on me yeah. that it could be him. Yeah. So, uh, so for those of you who are in the Slack, I'm sorry I misled you. That was that was my own speculative, like not like I lost my head. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, yeah, no, and and it's this is I I love the cautiousness. I mean, and when I say we had written him off, it wasn't we had written him off as no good, but for the year, it just didn't sound right. good. Like he was making progress. We've talked about how big he is and how how difficult an injury like this is to come back from, and not only how difficult it's to come back from, but when you're putting that much weight on on those body parts, it's even more stress, even more difficult to recover and become what you used to be. So to see him coming back and typically the, the way that he plays effectively is that he, he wins with his burst off the line and transferring that burst into power. Yep. That's, that's how you snap Achilles tendons folks. That's not good. Um, so the fact that he's able to get back out there, that he's worked hard enough to do it. That's, that's just awesome, man. It, it, it truly makes my day. Uh, it really does. I'm, uh, I don't think he's going to be back this week. Um, and, and so having a Thanksgiving game, it's interesting because it gives you a different sense of clock. Like you can maybe play him a little bit next week, get his feet wet, you know, two, three, ten snaps maybe, and he can recover from that for yep. an extra couple of days. Yep. I, 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 
I don't know that's what they're doing, but I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yep. I want to go to something really quick because some people like to think that I'm always rosy, rosy, rose colored for the for the team. But I like to look for the positive potential. I I could be negative. I've 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 followed this team for so many years now. I wouldn't I wouldn't be if I was negative about this team. I would be a a a bitter dark person inside, and I just wouldn't be involved in football anymore because I don't have another team that that lights my fire like the Lions, and I just I can't live like that. I can't be a negative person. I can look, I can I can recognize reality for what it is, and then I can look for what could be, and that's that's the thing. Like even when Patricia was here, it's like I get what they're trying to do. I don't mind necessarily what they're trying to do. I think most of what was wrong with what they were doing was how they were doing it. Now look, the eighty six. <laughs> Giants was not the team to be scoping for and trying to rebuild. Totally. We talked about that, but I get, and I would love to seen them get to where they, you know, the potential of what they wanted and seen that play out because it definitely would have been a better team than it was. It just didn't, it didn't work. They didn't do it in the how I didn't hear. And I think about the lions right now, right. And how cautious they've been with these folks. And you've got Romeo and we'll talk about some of the shark, uh, JMO. You're talking about these guys that could come back and you look at a team that's been cautious and bringing their guys back. You got Jerry back now who's been playing very, very strong. Um, you see these guys coming back and very well, you watch every other team right now. Um, just falling off. Just the, the injuries are coming. Injuries are hard. And we have so many guys coming back. We're getting strong when others are getting weak. There is potential. There is potential for this team to do pretty well. Again, they're in a, kind of a lull in the schedule right now. It's a great place to make hay while the sun's shining right now. And those stack those wins and you get healthy while other people are getting unhealthy. You put yourself in a position to outperform maybe a day one roster versus roster situation. And a big part of football is 17 games and just make the playoffs and go from there. Not saying it's going to happen. Not going to say, not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but what I'm seeing is an opportunity. I think about what we have this week with the giants. A lot of people think the giants are a fraud. I think the giants are good. I don't think they're as good as their record says. We'll talk a little bit about that as, as, as we go on. But this is one of those games for the for the Lions that is an opportunity to seize the day. And so often for so many years, this game, this opportunity is the one they've stumbled over and choked on. And this is a signature game for this team this week. And I I don't want to you know, it's just the Giants in the middle of the season. But this is is culturally a signature game and an opportunity to really put a stamp on the staff and the players on this team. It is. You think back to like the Cincinnati game a couple of years ago, or um, what was the game that they lost? There was a game that they lost in the last Caldwell year, uh, maybe Arizona, mm, but yeah. the, the, where, where it was right there for them and they blew it. Um, yeah, yeah. And you're right. This, this is a game where if they can stack another win, then everything that Dan is selling is like, wow, okay, yeah, we, we're in now. Like, yeah. you, you thought they were in before. It's, yeah. it's all in yep. now. Like, yes, yep. he, is, he has earned their trust and their respect, and they are listening to him, and they are on him. And you're right. They are getting healthier. I'm, I'm looking at – I have to do the predictions. Looking at the Titans tomorrow night, like, they're, they're beat to hell, man. <laughs> they got a lot of problems. Uh, and like they're 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 going to be without their kicker. Um, that that that's a weird thing to be had for. But we know what it means to not have good. By the way, Michael Badgley is still perfect on the year. <laughs> former bear, man, some former bear. 
though. Let's get the former bear. He, he extracted some revenge. And it, how good did it have to feel for Michael Badgley to kick the game winning extra point after the guy who they cut him to bring back missed it? That's great. Good for Michael Badgley. I hope he got the game ball for that. I don't even know who got the game ball. I hope he got it for that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> All right. So that's good stuff. Um, we will. Um, there's a question if uh, Charles Harris switched sides once we drafted Hutch. Just really quick, Riz, if you've got an answer for that one, we'll uh, do that. Primarily, yes, but not exclusively. Yeah. They they move around a lot. Um, Pascal is much more of a right defensive end than a left defensive end, and that's why he's over there more. Yep, yep. All right, uh, next one, Frank Ragnow in a boot. Been in a boot for a couple of weeks. I think this is just precautionary. 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 I said it again. Precautionary. Precautionary <laughs> stuff. Uh, I expect him to play this week. Oh, get it out, Riz. Sorry, I had to call button there. Um, <laughs> he changed feet with the boots. Dan Campbell said that today. He was in, I don't know, I can't remember which foot was hurt. But uh, he switched boots from the one that he injured Sunday to the normal one today and did not practice. He's going to be get like, he's, it's clearly bothering him. If you watch the Chicago game, he was probably the worst player on the offense. Like that's not Frank Ragnow. That's not the Frank Ragnow. We know he is very limited in what he can do. And it's great that he's trying to be out there. Honestly, with the two games in, in five days, I wouldn't hate it if they sat him. Now, I know that like New York's got a pretty dang good defensive line, and that that would be a problem. But uh, the, if he's not right and, and, and it's not going to get better, or if it could get better if he sat for a game, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate sitting him out. Yeah. Um, I, I know it doesn't help the Lions win, but he's not right, and it's, it's showing, and that's, that's, that's tough, man, because he's so freaking good. Yeah. Like, when he's healthy – He's one of the three best centers in the in football, bar Absolutely. none. Absolutely, hundred percent. And he's not playing there right now, and it's it's not because he's not trying; it's because he's 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 physically incapable of it, yeah. and that's that's frustrating. Yeah. So get better, Frankie. We love you, uh, DJ yes. Chark. Coming. Well, his his clock has started. He's running. His clock started today. Yes. Uh, and uh, little birdie told me that he could be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him this week. I would definitely expect him against Buffalo. Uh, that's that was the word that I got. Interesting. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. You can hold me to that. I don't. It was. It was. Uh, it was given to me very confidently. I'll put it that way. If I, here's where I'm going to go with that, and, and if I'm if I'm sitting there in the coach's office making decisions, I think he doesn't play now. And if we beat the Giants, we see him against Buffalo. If we don't beat the Giants, I think he rests one more against Buffalo. I think that's that's how it plays out. That's as I think about it, because I think this Giants game is going to be, mean a lot for how the rest of the season goes and how we play. And that Buffalo team looks just almost unbeatable at this point. Such a tough, tough opponent. They're they're having some issues, though, like Josh True. Allen. So first off, the team, remember, remember when the Lions couldn't score in the second half? Yeah. yeah. Buffalo hasn't scored a touchdown in the second half of their last five games. Like they're not what they were. Now Josh Allen could turn that around very quickly, and he's playing with the the elbow issue. Yep. Maybe maybe that gets fixed. But they they've had some injury issues of their own. They're not the juggernaut. They went from first to third in the AFC East in a span of about four hours on Sunday. <laughs> it's so crazy. They really four did. Hours, that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. So Char- yeah, this, this the, the Giants game though, because you've got to get NFC wins if you're looking for a playoff potential and that's what the lions are still doing i don't think that's realistic but okay i'll play along you got to beat nfc teams more than you got to beat afc teams afc teams are gravy 
NFC teams are where you really got to make it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Brandon, do you think Josh Allen's going to be able to play Thanksgiving day that UCL is a pitcher's injury? I hope he throws a whole lot of balls on Sunday. That's all I can say. <laughs> I just hope he so they're it. playing in at home in, against Cleveland. And what's there's supposed to be two to three feet of snow yeah. from Saturday night through the end of the game Sunday. Like it's like if you've ever experienced thunder snow, yeah. which I've only done a couple times, yeah. It's wild and crazy, and that's exactly what's in the forecast. So that's going to be a weird game to watch, uh, and then how they come out of that. Like that's that doesn't prepare them whatsoever to play for the to play against the Lions. So I'm yep. kind of happy about that too. Yep. Um, just joined, but where can I get a Jerry jersey, Chris? Uh, for, hey, from Duncan. Uh, These nuts. Yeah. Um, we. I would just say watch the auction on starting on Black Friday or slightly after it may pop up. You may even be able to get one with a signature on it. We'll see what happens. Uh, auction, St. Jude, all proceeds go. All proceeds go to St. Jude, helping sick kids. Let's do that. Um, all right. might sign it in front of you. Who knows? <laughs> Jameson Williams. Clock is a ticking boom, boom, boom. Riz, we're going to see him this week, right? No, we're not. Um, Dan Campbell said December. He, it's what the today's the let me look. Sixteenth, So we got uh, fourteen days. There's, I'm, I'm, I never can tell what what must have thirty and thirty one days. I know September has thirty one. I know October has thirty one. That that's it. Um, <laughs> February mostly has twenty eight. Like I, I should know these things, but I don't. Yeah, it's it's, it's still two weeks out. Um, the Dan doubled down on that timeline again today that they're probably – he was ambiguous enough that there was some speculation that they could start the clock next week. That's not what I got out of it, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't think they're starting it until after they come back from that extended weekend. And then you can get him, and as soon as he gets some chemistry with golf, he can play. Because uh, it's been – uh, actually, it, it's the 16th. Today is uh, 10 months because yep. he, he had the surgery on January 16th. Yep. So however long that is, is that, that's 10 months, right? Yeah. 11 yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. 10 to 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 10 months to the day. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, really quick while everyone's here, we do this once a show. I have to do it. Uh, hit that like button while you're here. If you don't mind, it's free. It's quick. You can do it. You're watching the show anyway. You just hit the button. It's good to go. It helps us out a whole lot. We talk about the algorithm, but, you know, it helps people find us. It helps them recommend us to others. And we appreciate it when you do that. Also, if you haven't subscribed, do that as well. We've got a great uh, pregame show. We got some stuff coming up for St. Jude. We're going to have some special interviews and all that kind of stuff. You're going to want to know when we're on because it's going to be the next couple weeks are just going to be fire. I'm just telling you right now. So uh, get in there, subscribe, make sure you hear what we got going on. Hit that like button if you would. Thank you, everyone, for watching and uh, just doing those little things to to help us out. It means a lot. All right. um, Let's see. JMO. Can't wait. Just can't wait to finally get him on the field and see see some of this action from him because it's going to be it's it's I think that this is one of those things that, uh, you know, the end of the year, the last couple of years, we've had some real hype moments. The Green Bay win in Lambeau last year, seeing JMO out there catching some balls and what he can do, I think is going to carry a lot of people through the offseason, brother. <laughs> Just getting him out there for like. 15 plays against Minnesota the next time they play. I don't even know what yeah. – I don't. I can't think that far ahead on the schedule. Let's say week 14. Yeah. Get him 10 plays. Throw him one. Throw him a nine route. Let golf just air it out. Hopefully it's longer than what he threw Sunday on the Hail Mary that went 47 yards in the air. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was rough. <laughs> 
just to, I want to see the impact that the speed has on the defense. Like, okay, that safety that is normally covering Swift or Williams or whoever is the running back at the time coming out in that Texas route or a circle route or a screen pass, like he can't be up because he's got – because there isn't a corner in the league that can stay with J-Mo. Like right. he might be able to press him a little bit, but he's – one of the things that was so intriguing about him coming out of Alabama, he's a speed guy who's hard to press. Deshaun Jackson was like that. Yep. And he's a hell of a lot better than Deshaun Jackson. So I'm very excited to see like how how the ripple effects of the defenses are. That's going to give James Mitchell a lot more room. Barack Wright a lot more room. Amon Ra is going to have an extra yard and a half to get going after the catch on a seven-yard slant. That makes me very excited. My pants are barely on right now, baby. <laughs> well, it is a pants-free zone. Uh, Royal Kush, thank you so much for the super super sticker. How's it going? It's going really well, man. Thank you for asking. I hope it's going really well for you as well. Uh, okay, so there we go. Let's get really quick to the draft order. We talked about that a little bit. Excited, um, Chris. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Rock and coverage this year for the. We'll get to that. We'll get that. We're not there yet. Let's just really early, really early, right? Just talk. We don't give all the secrets away. Uh, draft news, draft order. Let's go. Rams put the tank commander Stafford in the seat. Let's go. Right. I mean, right now it looks like we are drafting eighth. Um, Cooper Cup is out and he is out for a while. I don't know that they'll bring him back this season. Burns me on a couple of bets I got on DraftKings, but okay, whatever. Um, I'm willing to give it up. It burns me also. Stafford <laughs> not being out there. I have him as leading the league in interceptions and he's not out there to throw interceptions for me like this last week. And he's still there. So, he's, not throwing, he's not throwing interceptions. That's what I'm talking about. No, he's not. <laughs> but they fall into eighth right. without Cup. I mean, he is their number one weapon on offense. This is going to end with the decimated offensive line. Our draft pick, they're absolutely flipped from what they we thought they would have been. When If you want to talk in August 10th, of this year, and you would have said, where are the Lions draft picks going to be? They would absolutely be flipped right now. And and even, I mean, they, people would be saying 31-32 for the Rams pick and probably top 10 for the Lions, right? And holy, holy cow, what a shift this is. So they are they are three and six. They play the Saints in New Orleans this week. That's They, they can win that one, um, even, even if Stafford is limited. Like, they still have, their defense is still in fairly good shape. They haven't given up a crap ton of points but their their offensive totals man 9 10 24 14 13 17 they're playing at new Orleans. then they go to kansas city then they play seattle seattle uh is is a lot better than them <laughs> they get the raiders they, they go to green bay green bay's not losing at home in a game like that not with the refs on their side denver best defense in the league worst offense in the league but best defense in the league that's gonna be tough then they're um, playing the the SoFi Bowl against the Chargers, and then they're at Seattle to end. There's maybe three wins on that schedule, yeah. maybe. Yeah. With with the dilapidated health state they're in, obviously, if if everybody's healthy, that's a different story. But they're not. They have the worst run offense in the league. They don't even try half the time. Mm-hmm. They're they're precarious, man. I I, I, I I'm not going to weep for them, but it, it's like. It sucks when you're the defending Super Bowl champs and you're three and six and you're looking at probably being very heavy underdogs in two of your next three games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, they're, they're going to be home dogs to Seattle. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and the thing is, 
Um, the, all the talk about McVeigh sticking on, they have a core of players that they really, really want to hold on to. And that, that they, you know, once that core was done, they were going to break up. I'm telling you, just based on, on Kelly Stafford's podcast and what she's been saying, I'm not super, super strong thinking that staff's going to play a whole lot more. Maybe not even next year because she, this, and, and, and I'm not saying she's wrong about the, the severity of CTE and brain injuries, right? I'm not saying she's wrong at all, but she's absolutely put her foot down about that and is absolutely terrified of what that means for her man. She, she loves the man for real, right? I mean, you, you got a situation where she doesn't want him hurt and he is hurt and in the bad way. And um, there's going to be some long conversations. And I'm going to tell you, McVeigh, if he loses Matthew Stafford and has no first round picks, um, I'm, I'm, I think that that, that whole that, that storybook is going to close a lot earlier than people had thought it would. End of the, end of the story. I had not thought about Kelly Stafford in a very long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Zeka, if only the Panthers accepted, I'll try to do it in English this time. If only the Panthers accepted that trade for Burns, the Rams would be done as a franchise. Absolutely. Oh my God. It would be just back burner done. So I wouldn't, I would not think that um, they're in great shape now. And thank you, Zeka, for the super I don't, chat. I don't think that they're going to be like they're, they're, well, who's worse than them. Chicago might be, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Fields is sort of doing things. Carolina's worse. Yep. I think uh, as we progress, I think one of Atlanta or New Orleans will wind up being worse than them. Yep. That's yeah. I mean, Washington's Washington's competitive. They're getting they're getting healthier too. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting Chase Young back this week. They're yeah. they're they're they they're they're playing Houston this week. By the way, they go from playing the best team in the league in Philadelphia to the worst team in the league in Houston. Let's see if they can uh, survive that. That's yeah. a, a trap. call that one a trap game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Staff seems like a guy who could walk away for his wife and kids' well being. It might happen. And Kyle, that's from Full Metal Savage. And Kyle Schumann, she's also a brain cancer survivor. And it's easy to forget that. I mean, not for her. I'm certain. I'm sure, but that's huge. I mean, and if you think about why she's so passionate about that, right? Um, you, you get it. She's felt that she's, she's, she's faced the fear directly herself. And, um, I'm just telling you, it may unwind and, and look, I'll tell you, my family is more important than my job, right? <laughs> I'd unwind that for, for it. And I can, I can't imagine that they wouldn't, they're, they're set They're They're absolutely set from a financial perspective. There's no reason to put him, him at that kind of risk. So the Rams watch is absolutely on on point now. And if they think that that's going to come unwound, I'm guaranteeing you they want draft picks the best that they can get. Um, if it isn't, it's not going to be the first router that they get. <laughs> but the rest of those picks are definitely up the charts the worst they do. All right. Um, let's do, you think, do you think the Lions or the Rams are going to wind up with the worst record? I think the Rams are. I think you're right. I do. I would. I, I, I think. I think. I think the Lions get to five or six, and I think the Rams probably top out at five, maybe, maybe six. If you um, asked me last I, week, I would have been flipped on that. Yeah, but with the the injury to Matthew and uh, this win from the Lions, I, I absolutely yeah, think losing tough. I mean, uh, Allen Robinson just hasn't worked out, and, and you know, a lot of us, myself included, wanted him in yeah. Detroit. You know what? Maybe, maybe it is him. Maybe it's not all the quarterbacks. Maybe maybe. maybe I don't know what it is, but it just hasn't worked out for that dude. He's very talented, but it just yeah. it, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you, Weird. Eric. I'm looking at that. Tonight. 
<clears throat> All right, let's get into it. Evolution of the Lions defense. Have you seen any changes since the beginning of the year? It looks exactly the same to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch them play defense now. The fact that you can turn the you can you can turn the game over to your defense and say, go make a play, boys, and they can do it. And you're not laughing when you go send them out to do it. Um, getting Jerry back was huge, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Getting getting Pascal in, getting Kaminsky back. Kaminsky, again, he doesn't show up in the stat sheet hardly at all. He is so good for the linebackers behind him. It's not a coincidence that Alex Anceloni is playing the best football of his career now that John Kaminsky is back into the game. Because Kaminsky understands how to not just make the take the block away, but angle the hole so Anzalone can see and can attack. And Rodrigo's Rodrigo should be back this week. Yep. Uh, he he was full of practice today with the elbow injuries. He's gonna gonna be wearing the brace, but he'll be out there. Rodrigo's instincts with the, behind that that that's that, that Motor City Wrangler. Arms can, can continue to improve. Like it's it's getting better. Like the the health. It really is making it. If Romeo comes back, I mean, that, that means Pascal and Hutchinson don't have to play 85% of the snaps together again. That that's it, it really is getting so much better with the health. Um, and obviously, you know, Deshaun Elliott going out last week was a bit of a bummer. Uh, he's in the yeah. concussion protocol. We'll see if he comes back. But, man, they're, the confidence that they have in one another in playing off themselves and being healthy, it, it shows. And I think, I think the message that was sent by firing Aubrey Pleasant um, look, they loved they loved that guy. They really did. Not just the players, but the coaches. And the, it, it was a necessary move that they had to make, and it's paid off. Um, it's unfortunate that it had to happen that way. Um, it seems like he's landed on his feet. Okay, well, <laughs> but it, the the they're not playing on the eggshells that you saw them anymore. No, and you, you saw them like. Okay, I, my God, I got to play perfect. I, I, I can't, I can't lose any one step. Like they're, they're playing more relaxed and more confident, and that's, that's such a better way to be. Yeah, and and I see uh, Diesel come in, uh, Ben Diesel in the chat. Kaminsky was such a great si- signing. Absolutely, we talked about you know losing him, Josh Pascal being out. Uh, Levi has been a point of contention, obviously, for from his injury and everything going on there. And we, it was like we need that pass rush to help the secondary. We need the pass rush to help the secondary. Well, Pascal came back, Kaminsky came back right away. The secondary got better as well with Jerry coming back and Okuda just taking it. Okuda since Jerry's back has elevated his game as well. Those guys together are just, I mean, they're also, they, they put my, they put Will Harris in the slot, yep. which is where he's at his best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, he, he played fairly well against Chicago. Yes, he did. Uh, I, I, I think he played very well the game before that. Like yep. he's, if he's going to stick in the NFL and I think he probably will just because he's that kind of guy. He's probably going to be a slot corner um, yeah. and against a heavy slot corner. That, that type of guy. And yeah. it seems to be working fairly well for him, better than he has anywhere else. He's that, found his spot. That's helped, too. He's he found did. his spot. And there was that that between safety and corner kind of thing going on in training camp. And it feels like that slot corner spot is he's kind of welded his his role there. And that's that's awesome. Uh, we got a question from Duncan. These nuts. Uh, how many pies to the face would it take to get Jerry to take one? I'll tell you what. Ask him. Throw it up there on Twitter or Insta and throw throw us in there, too, just so I can see it. Uh, ask him. I, I, he might. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if, if he will. We're ta- he's he's cool. talking about coming on the show and doing some other stuff with us, you know, 
awesome dude. I don't know if he'd be up for doing a pie based on how many we get. And, you know, I don't know. Let's let's just put it in. Let's say five bucks a pie. And we'll and how many of those pies would it take for for people to take for Jerry to go take one? That, that'd be fun. See if you can get <laughs> see if you can get him out that way. He loves he loves everybody on social. I mean, I mean, if you if you reach out to him, he, he does. He comes back. All right, uh, keep going. Interesting, Brandon. That I think the only time I've ever seen the Lions get better when they let a coach go. <laughs> it's happened twice now. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. Um, really quick before we move on from the evolution of the defense, was there anything else, Riz, that you wanted to hit? I'm I'm just um, I'm so excited to see how that's changed, and it's happened as our offense has started to stall a little bit. And it's 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 a little bit, um, you know, that's that's it seems like they always get better wherever Dan's looking. Have you noticed that? <laughs> so it'd be nice to see uh, maybe if Dan can do the, the, the crazy eyes from the two sides and look at both of them. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, anything left on the defense piece, Riz, before we move on? Um, nah, I'm, my cold medicine's wearing off. So, no, I don't know. OK, OK. <laughs> Uh, Don Burr, if we beat the Giants, I'm running down my block with only my underwear on. Why go with the underwear? Why, why, why go so so? It's it's time. Go pants free, baby. All right, let's go into Dan Campbell's messaging working. I mean, and this is the thing. Again, if you think yeah. back to after the Patriots game, the world was crumbling around Dan Campbell. Fans, everybody was just unhappy with where um, where Dan was. They were calling him a joke. They were really calling him out and calling it over. And now you see something different. Those folks are kind of crawl back under the rock. You're starting to see Dan's piece working. You saw Sheila come out and stand up for him. You saw Brad. You saw some, some look, this is our leadership team. This is what we're doing. We believe what we're doing. We understand that it's a long journey. People have said Detroit doesn't have the stomach for a rebuild, for, for a real one. And uh, here we are. It looks like we're turning a bit of a corner. Again, this Giants game is, is just a signature game. It's so important. But with all this going on, I just want to turn everyone's heads to go overlook at the Raiders locker room right now and tell me that Dan Campbell's <laughs> messaging is not on point. <laughs> They're a mess, dude. Um, I just think that it, it's so great that Dan preached the message. Just keep doing what you're doing. We're, we're so close. We're there. I understand it's frustrating, but if you keep doing it, like we don't have to press, we don't have to try harder. We just got to keep doing what we're doing and good things will happen. And it's happened two weeks in a row. Yeah. And the reward for that is uh, it's, it's got to feel great for Dan. Uh, I don't think he's going to come out and, and gloat about it, but he was right. And his players saw that he was right. And, you know, eventually the other team's going to make those mistakes that we've been making. Yep. And we're going to make less of them because we're understanding better of what we are. And we saw it this week. And that is so important. We saw, Oh, absolutely. We saw yep. it this week. Yep. We saw him take advantage of a rookie coach a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, that was, that's uh, the, the, the Dan's got to go crowd has, has definitely quieted down. Look, he needed to get better at clock management yep. at play calling decisions. Guess what? He has. Yep. Yep. If you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna hold his feet to that fire, then put some aloe, put some lotion on those bad boys. When, when, when he does pull them out and does what you want him to do. Give him that credit. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm gonna ask you to do. And it, um, uh, is he is he flawless? Hell no. He's still got room to grow. He knows that he's growing. He's getting better. And but the fact that they're winning, that message is getting reinforced. That's only gonna help him. Yep. Yep. I think one of the things that um, and we talked about it. 
Uh, and again, it's in the show notes. You go back and look at our show descriptions from, you know, ahead of the, ahead of the, uh, uh, Patriots game, and now it's it's we we kind of watched this and predicted this to to come and predicted it to happen. And we we knew people were going to turn without the wins, and people wanted the wins. And the thing we wanted to see that we as a show and as hosts wanted to see from Dan Campbell was continued growth. We know we have a youth movement. We know we have a bunch of young guys who are learning and going to grow and make mistakes along the way. We also as fans have to be wise enough to understand that our coach is a rookie coach. He had the interim time in Miami, but effectively he's running the whole show. He is a rookie coach. This is his sophomore year. Um, He's got a lot of growth and he's got to learn. And we're watching that happen. I go back as I, as we talked about from the the bears game, the timeouts and clock management, watching the bears be be questioned about their clock management and their timeout management versus the lions. Just four weeks ago, it was an absolutely different conversation. There's been a number of very well managed games by Dan Campbell. This is a significant step forward in what he has been as a game manager and how he, how he handles that role. His improvement is there perfect no but we we see that improvement it's just like our players we see that improvement you want the right trajectory when things start flatlining that's when people start getting nervous or when they start going down and uh, there was a period there where things looked like they were getting kind of flat and that group didn't give up they shored up and and now we're seeing that trajectory that we we love to see out of them so um again I, i'm got this is kind of the theme for the day everything over time you can't snapshot things like the, like the bears had the they snapshotted the uh, the the blow to um, the into the the hands of the face it was in the chest. Oh, the, the Trinity Benson. Yeah, Trinity Benson. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. If you watch it though, the the hand slides up and it does get up into the throat. Right. I mean, it, it is what it is. Was it? It was an egregious no. Um, you know, and, and, and it was a it was a bad luck play for Benson. But when you snapshot that that moment in time, you can tell two different stories. The same thing with the the fail Mary, the, the stupid hail Mary from Aaron Rodgers, the the face mask play before that that stupid play. You can oh, three flowers. Yeah. Yeah. You can screenshot that in two different parts and you see two different stories come out of it right over time that's the thing watch over time and then you'll have a better understanding of what the real story is so oh, keep on on that all right let's talk about um Audrey, Aubrey Pleasant heard he has a new job he is an offensive assistant for the Green Bay Packers it's it's a very interesting role for him. So he now to go back in time, he was a defensive back in college, played a little bit for Washington uh, in the NFL. But his first coaching gig was technically as an offensive quality control coach for Washington. So he does have a little bit of experience there. Look, Dan, Dan Campbell meant when he said that I hope that it works out well for Aubrey, but I think we all do. Like we like the guy. I want to, I want to see him succeed, but Maybe not this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we got a lot of requests to talk about Swift, and this has been a um, a controversial <laughs> topic. Day. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about it, and and I want to start just what's oh, out there. What's here. what's in the public domain? Yeah. yeah, we got you. The public domain. Yeah. If you've heard the coaches talking about DeAndre Swift, starting really on hard knocks, but especially even in the last couple of weeks, if you look at deuce the day after ben johnson was out there on the podium and you look at he listen to what he says 
I wouldn't tell you that he's super high on DeAndre Swift right now, and he's pretty open about it. I don't know why. I mean, again, it goes back to Hawk. It's great to have the hype, and it's great to love the player, and there's things that Swift is doing well, but one key ability is availability, and he hasn't had that. There's many plays. Like, there was one play that was shown where, where that you put out there, the video of him running that crossing route and giving up. There, the week before, there was three plays easily that he just threw himself down and gave up before contact. Those are the things that are driving these guys nuts. And it's either you play and you play hard or you're out hurt one or the other. You can't be a liability out there. And I think that's part of what's driving these coaches nuts. It's not us saying we don't like Swift. I love Swift. I think he's a great guy. He's 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 got a great sense of humor. He's super nice. When we saw him at training camp, he was great with the families, the kids and the whole thing. He's a great freaking dude. But does it translate? And you got to put your jersey away. You got to say, I, I, maybe I spent some money I didn't, I, I, you know, that was on the wrong guy. I made the wrong bet or whatever. But you have to listen and see what's going on. Can he turn it around? Probably. But we have to see it from him. The coaches have to see it from him. And Riz, I just wanted to kind of set that up because I know yeah. you took a bunch of heat today and I didn't want you standing out there without any context or anything around it. It is what it is. Um, it's very much directed. And I, I would suggest all those people Listen to what Deuce Staley said and listen to how he said it when he said, so Justin Rogers asked the question last week about um, the DeAndre said he was pissed off and Deuce is like, you know, get, use that on the field. You tell him I said that. Yeah. And it, like it, it was like Deuce, Deuce ain't playing. <laughs> like he, he's and this is this has been going on for months. Yep. Every practice in training camp deuces on him to not play reserved, not play scared of contact. That's been a recurring theme for months. The one week he didn't do it. The one week where he listened to deuce ran for 155 yards and was an amazing player. Yeah. And and this is then it's, it's just, it's just not. And and so uh, in terms of his health, I was told reliably last week, and I, 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 will, I will name drop, Kyle Mikey and Justin Rogers were also told by the same person that DeAndre Swift has never been healthier in a Lions uniform at this point in the season than he is right now. And he's still playing like he's not. And you don't. And that's unacceptable. You don't need to be inside the building to hear what the coaches are saying. You can watch the press on, on YouTube from the coaches and get a sense of what's going on. This isn't secret insider information. No, this like, was, they, <laughs> they, they, they spent a lot of time on hard knocks on this, on Deuce being hard on DeAndre. And at that point, it was seen as like, oh, they're trying to get him to be. No, it's, it's, it's not that. It's like, dude, you've got to do this. Otherwise, you can't play for me. And it's... We have tried to pussyfoot is not the right word, but I'd like that word. So I'll use it mm-hmm. pussyfoot around the issue there that there is a very strong perception within the building that DeAndre Swift is not mentally tough enough to play physically. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. It does. And it, and. and this is, I want to say, it's weird because this he isn't is, you he's saying fucking this. Jack, dude, he's, he's, he's ripped, man. He's got muscles on his muscles, but he's, he's not, he, he runs like he's afraid to get hurt and you can't last in the NFL that way. You watch, just can't watch his reps against the Packers. I mean, he was falling to the ground. It wasn't slips. He was just 
falling to the ground repeatedly ahead of contact. It was just, I don't yeah, know. The, the don't one that got know. me was, was when he was, he was running the outside zone and he had a chance to put a, a shoulder down or make a move. And he jumped up into the air and got pushed out of bounds. Yeah. Like that, that's giving up. I'm How not, do you give up with Dan Campbell as your coach with Deuce Staley as your position coach? Like that's, and I'm not saying he's weak. That's the thing. I mean, the guy. No, and he's not. That's the thing. He he's not weak. He's got the ability to do it. Do it. Yeah. That's yeah. what. That's what. That's not what. That's not me. I'm channeling Deuce here. Do it, dude. Show yep. us. Yep. yep. Please. Absolutely. Please do. There you That'd go. Be great. There We're a go. much better team when he's when he is that guy. But unfortunately, he hasn't been that guy for. A long time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope it comes together for him. I really, really hope it comes together for him. Yeah. I, I I like him. And um, Dix, Dix carries six yards, then he had a nine yard touchdown run where he was not touched. And it was so well blocked that Evan Brown was out in space and didn't have anybody to block. <laughs> Love that that's play. like, if, if you're going to give him credit for being that, like, that, that's offensive line, man. Taylor Decker buried them some motherfucker on that play. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was That was gorgeous yeah. blocking. I'm not, I'm not going to say that Jamal would have would have ran through it that easily because he's not that fast. Yep. But Dex, that, that was a hell of a hole. <laughs> Dex had a tough year for for him, and uh, that was he's had some some really good plays that he doesn't get credit for. Yeah. And that's one of them. That's one that people should be seeing. All right, let's really quick get to looking ahead to the New York Giants. First thing I want to talk about is who we get because this is something that rarely happens for Lions fans. We get the number one, the game of the week crew. We get Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart again, and I love. Yes, I didn't know that. Thank those you for telling me that. I loved having those guys in the uh, in the Green Bay game, and here we are. I love, love this. This is finally, those guys are great. Love watching it. It's going to be really, really hard because i got Dan Miller that I play on the NFL app, the NFL Plus app normally, and I sync it with the, get, with the game. But now i got these guys, so just going to figure it out. Let's start out the question three in a row, Riz. Is it possible? Is this what's going to happen? Oh, it's absolutely possible. Absolutely possible. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but they they have the ability to beat this team. New York allows more yards per carry than any other defense. Jamal Williams is a bull between the tackles. That's where they're rough. Their their linebackers are not any better than Detroit's. They might even be worse. Mm-hmm. That's they're vulnerable. Yeah. They are uh they are vulnerable to some of the things that Detroit does well. That th- it's a good chance for the offense to get better. Now their secondary is pretty good. Uh, their, their cornerbacks are a lot better than advertised. And, and I actually watched their last game against Houston earlier today. And like, okay, well, Houston's offense is not so great, but they, they're they good. Like they, they can play and they're going to make plays on the ball. So this is a game where it's going to be up to Jared Goff to make the right read, to not get baited in the throws, to make the decisions that he made and hitting Brock Wright on that beautiful tight end release for the touchdown. Like, that play's been there so often. Early in the season, golf wasn't golf wasn't patient enough to let that play develop. We've seen golf develop that. That's 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 a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they've they've got to be able to do that. And then offensively, Daniel Jones can run. He can throw better than Justin Fields can. Yep, you're in it. You're Take in a position. Barkley. He's he doesn't run as well as Justin Fields, <clears throat> but he no. he definitely throws better. But as a running threat. You know, you're in this position, like we talked about, playing man is really, really dangerous against a running cornerback. And and so you, you want to kind of put yourself into a zone sequence. And all of a sudden you do that. And a guy like Danny Jones, right, he, he can pick you. He can yeah. pick you apart. He can pick you. And apart. they're really good at like the quick screen game to, to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Darius Slayton. 
Um, they're 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 a very well coordinated team. Brian Dable's doing a really good job with their offense. I like what we've been doing. That's that's, a rookie head coach. That's going to be a great matchup to see because I like what we've been doing with the run game and the short pass, the screen. We've really been playing that well. Hutch, I mean, his play at the end of the game for uh, to help uh, Okuda get that that INT was just so well played. So. Well played so many times, like every 99 out of a hundred times you see that play Hutch is running after fields every friggin' time and leaving his man wide open. Right. I mean, it's just, and, and, and it's over. He, he stayed home. He did his job and, and Okuda wound up with a pick six out of it. That was, that was absolutely fantastic. This is going to be a great matchup to watch the whole, that middle of the field, the, 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 the trenches and the, the short screen kind of pass. If we can contain that, that's going to do a hell of a lot for the lions. Um, I, I think they need to put up 30. And this is where what you were talking about with Jared Goff. I think we're just we're going to need 30 points to win this game. If we can get that, if Goff can did get that kind of uh, gas pump chinging <laughs> when we can win this game, if we can't put the points up, it's going to be a long, long Sunday. It, yeah, because they, they are going to score. The Giants have a good offense. Their offensive line is getting better. Like they're, they're, that's a that's a better football team than advertised. Um, are they seven and two? Great, probably not. Like they're they're I, I they're they're a playoff team. Uh, that, that's pretty clear. They they have some talent. They're not terribly injury depleted right at the moment. They're they're not going to be an easy thing. Um, as I wrote in the football meteorology that publishes tomorrow at Real GM, I I, gi- I give the Lions a forty five percent chance of winning this game, and it's on. Goff being efficient and not making mistakes, not making the, not getting lucky that his god awful throw that got picked off, um, got overturned by penalty. Um, that you can't hope for that in this one. You can't. You can't. This is a game where if it's you're down seven to three, and you got fourth and goal at the one, you probably need to go for it. Probably don't want to kick the field goal in this one. Yeah. Um, and that's those of you who know me know that that's. Like it's hard for me to say that, but that's like, yeah, you probably need to get the touchdown in this one because yeah. it's going to be that kind of a game. Yeah, that that's that's where I'm at with it. Like the, the, the Lions can absolutely win this game if they play clean football. They got a very good chance to win this game, but if they don't, the Giants are a team that's going to punish you for your mistakes, and that that's what we got to be wary of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, you got to get out to Fanatics, get your uh, your Lions jersey. It sounds like some some of them are going to be replaced here. Uh, go on to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. You can get Lions jerseys, Pistons jerseys, Red Wings, Tigers, your University of Michigan, any any team you want. It's all there. It's the official stuff. It's great stuff. Uh, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. A little couple pennies go in our our pockets every time you make a purchase there. Uh, it's no extra cost to you. And uh, helps us out, helps the show do what we do. And uh, when you hear about our draft coverage, you guys are going to be pants off for weeks, I guarantee you. Also, Amazon works the same way. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. And help us out by doing something you were going to do anyway. Uh, okay, so uh, Danny Not Dimes. Let's hopefully he's more Danny Penny than Danny Dimes. Thanks for that tactile nice. Tuma, uh, tactile <laughs> Puma. Um, yeah, I think I think your forty five percent is really spot on, man. I think that's really a, a, a kind of a good place to look at um, what where this this team is going to be and their chance of winning. So going to be a good day Sunday if if the Lions pull this out. It's a signature victory, you guys. This I'm telling you, don't under undervalue what this win could mean. Would God, I can't find letters that I'm trying to pronounce. Would would need would mean that's what it is. Mean what this win would mean. Uh, it 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 will mean tons of this team and uh, will help them uh, a huge deal uh, towards the confidence in this rebuild and and building what they 
what they want. Um, ooh, Royal Kush 123. Thank you for the super cut. Super chat. 45%. No way I'm throwing nacho cheese in you guys. We're taking the win on Sunday. Riz, you're wearing the cheese. Maybe we could do that as an incentive. So maybe someone could throw nachos like at you. I'd, 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 I'd happily eat some cheese if I'm wrong. I'd, I'd maybe we could cheese. have your daughter throw nachos at you at the St. Jude thing if we get to a certain tier. <laughs> My wife certainly would. <laughs> That's fine, too. That's fine. <laughs> All yeah, right. No, I, I, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to be wrong on when I pick against the Lions. I picked against them. Uh, in the bears. I did, did pick them to win the other game. But, yep. yeah. um, Duncan D's nuts. Thank you. He's getting tired out there. He needs some CBD, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Hook your brain, take care of your head and uh, get your sleep, pain and anxiety taken care of. It's uh, great stuff to help treat those things and help you feel better. And remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast for as little as $5 a month. You get access to the Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, and it has a good bit of insider dirt for it you guys. It just made a weird thing out of me, too. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I saw it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, Slack's a great place to hang out, great people, and uh, great It really is. On it's and fun, off season and, time. and I, uh, I, I appreciate the integrity of the argument there. I yeah. like that. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. There's, there's real people behind real points that they make. They may not be uh, yeah. the same. They may not all agree. But it is all absolutely valuable conversation. So, all right. With that, we also want to say, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, please. Hit those buttons before you go. Appreciate that and uh, helps us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter as well at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and on Lions Wire. Our man, Jeff Risen, at Jeff Risen, as you see spelled there. Follow him and at DET Lions Podcast. You'll have the most pants free time you've ever had on Twitter. And everybody loves riding pants free watch don burr running down the street if we win this game pants free give us a call via skype detroit lions video podcast don. all one word <laughs> detroit lions podcast or call us on the lions line at 929-33-LIONS it's 929-335-4667 and be sure to go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast why riz why would you do that <laughs> That's right. Thank you for tuning in. And we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's St. Jude season. All of you ahead of time. Thanks for donating. Really appreciate it. Final seconds winding down. And look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.